0: I don't know what the clap sets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is, that is very fair. Because
0: uh, it's like talking I don't even about, know if
2: my microphone will pick it up.
0: Yeah, Kayla's talking about clapping, so everyone synced the beginning. But even if you all clap, like Not- you still have the delay off my mic or off Coffee or Adel's mic. Like I don't know. Yeah. Who it's- so
3: how I did it for like a thing was the the person who's who's the one person is like counting one through ten. Okay. And then everyone else starts counting six through ten. Huh. So you can the main person continues. So it's sync up okay, okay, okay. and so you I'll, knew everyone else. So you don't I'll, like yeah. fuck
0: up. All right. I'll count to ten then. And then you guys can join through six through ten or seven or eight or nine, but just be sure you're there at ten so we can get this <laughs> get this gotcha. bad boy rolling. So, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna clap for good measure. Perfect. Um, it didn't hear that. You I'm didn't temporary. hear it at all. My mic is, is too good, perhaps. It filtered yeah. out the. Just count. <laughs> I'll make the noise. You Clap. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six,
3: six, six seven, seven, eight, 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 eight nine, 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 ten, ten. ten.
0: Okay, that's perfect. You were so say. off. All right. <laughs> no, no. This,
3: this so is why you everyone else. This, yeah. I muted both Jackie and Modded so I could count properly.
0: Wow, you went the extra mile there. Well, that's no, good. No, oh, no, no. Let me tell you, Coffee, you didn't.
3: <laughs> no, I muted you. I I muted y'all. Y'all could still hear me.
2: I know we we can we can hear you, and you weren't in line with Levi at least for my phone.
3: It's the delay, dude. It's gonna be that way anyway. It's fine.
0: Yeah, no matter no matter how it's we do it's just a this.
3: general marker. It's, it'll work yeah. out, or it won't. In which case, whoops.
0: <laughs> and then we'll know, and in the future we'll not have another hairbrained scheme like this again.
3: Yeah, um, d- Levi will come up with his own time sinking like operation
0: it'll just be a clap again if we'll, we'll circle back <laughs> the to the clap uh, maybe clap
3: the soundboard claps, use the so. soundboard just have a clap
2: <laughs> I thought the clap was for you it's for like videos so you're trying to sync the video together so they're all
3: yeah so you have a visual component to go with the sound
0: I think yeah. the takeaway from this conversation is we'll cancel Kale and then we'll get back to producing the podcast proper yeah <laughs> Wait, Okay. Uh, Colado Arms we're coming for you bud. There and welcome to Ever After Hours, a show where we have a very serious and educational discussion about the hit web series Ruby. I am your host, Levi, the Boom Mic operator for the Moon Landing back in 1969, but on the weekends I'm just a fan artist. I am honored to be joined today by three other exceptionally handsome creators in the fandom. Would you guys please do me the honor of introducing yourselves?
1: Hey, I'm Jackie, otherwise known on social media as either Edelweiss or melo It uh, Depends on the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I am normally found in the fandom as a fan artist. I also have my thumbs in many pies of various fan projects working as a sound designer. And on the weekends, I... Uh, you know, just know a little bit about Ruby's music and ramble incessantly about it. Happy to be here.
0: Just a little bit. That's just an teens- incredible <laughs> underselling. But yes, yeah, just a little bit.
1: Uh,
3: hello, I'm Coffee. I am on Twitter as mixed underscore coffee and Tumblr as mixed coffee. Um, also an artist, uh, as the name suggests, we're all ever artists. Uh, I also dip my fingers in a little of other ruby projects but you know you've been in fandom long enough you kind of have your pies in a lot of things um besides that just a real classic ruby fan you know been around a long time
4: nothing much to say i do art (laughs) only
0: occasionally right yeah sometimes (laughs) okay
4: and hi,
2: I'm Julio. I go by Moda Joker online or MJ to some people who said to call me that. Uh, I'm known as the guy who keeps asking people to let, let them voice Neo in their projects. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm also a fan artist. I draw a lot of Ruby
0: content, even sometimes when I don't want to. <laughs> I would argue that um, that's. That's the second underselling we've we've had in introduction so far because Joker is probably probably the one one of the few of us who has done official work for yeah for we got Ruby. Two people. So I he's, was gonna
1: say, are we allowed to say it? <laughs> uh,
0: I think I think the NDA has been lifted at this point. If it hasn't, Rooster Teeth or Warner Brothers won't arrest it, me. They uh, they
2: can't they can't do anything about me saying that I worked on it. Now.
0: Exactly. So yeah. I can right. say that.
2: So it, yes, I I'm the i I am the artist who got to design the cover photo for the, uh, the Justice League Ruby crossover movie,
0: which is uh, really great because I whenever I'm on HBO Max looking for my Adventures with Superman, uh, I see that that art on HBO Max every time I log in. So it's it it's is just quite surreal. I just <laughs> see it there every time. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Mark, I know that guy. <laughs>
1: I saw it on the plane ride over to France. It was listed as one of the uh, in-flight movies that you could watch. I was just like, nice. oh, I know who did that. like, That's, him.
3: That.
4: That's Friend. A little bit He's of star friend. fever there, yeah.
3: I know him. He do the art.
2: You can go to a different continent. You can't escape me.
3: No, never.
0: <laughs> Joker, Joker follows you everywhere.
3: Universal, almost.
0: Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. So, so it being our first episode, I did want to to take a minute to kind of talk about how we, how we found Ruby and what got us into the series itself. Do you guys have any particular, uh, you know, instances or stories about how, how you came to the series? Did you stumble upon it randomly one day or were you introduced by a friend? Did you get trapped waiting for something RVB related to, to release or how'd you, how'd you come, come to it?
1: Oh, I suppose I can go first on that front. Um, I used to watch uh, Red vs. Blue with my father and my older sibling. Um, And RVB10 had just wrapped up, um, which was super, super cool. Uh, This little animator, I don't know if you've recognized the name, by the name of Monty Ohm, had uh, done some of the fight scenes for RVB10. And then we were sitting through the end credits for the finale. and this other thing started playing uh this moon faded in with a rose petal and that was my introduction to ruby we we watched the red trailer and we kind of all sat there in silence afterward, looking at each other like what the hell was that um and then i promptly forgot about it um until my uh sophomore year of high school um at least i think grade 10 is sophomore year um And, uh, that was the year, unfortunately that Monty passed away. Um, but one of my friends at the time, uh, had been keeping up with Ruby, came to school looking very sort of distraught. And I asked him what was wrong. And he told me, oh, well, Monty Ohm has passed away. Um, so I recognized the name from Red vs. Blue. Said, oh, didn't he do uh, a series that there was a trailer for it? it? It had this, like, red caped anime girl and he was like yeah 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 have you not seen it so we sat down um and for the next couple of months caught up on uh ruby up until the volume two and three hiatus which is where i hopped on watching it live got involved with the fandom and here i am
0: right on so you i was quietly hoping when we had arranged the cast that uh, you had been an og member uh jackie because i I that I hadn't had that experience myself. And I know some of us here haven't either. So I was quietly hoping like I may, I really hope she was there for the debut of the red trailer. Cause that'd be cool. <laughs>
1: <but>. <laughs> I, I technically was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get involved with it right away. Like I wasn't online right. talking about it with anyone or anything like that, but I do remember the experience of watching it for the first time. It was definitely nice. something.
0: Cool. Cool. Coffee. Uh, how'd you come into to the series?
3: Yeah, so I I came out a little like roundabout. Usually people come through like RT's other animated series, but I actually came through the RT podcast. I just stumbled upon it and really liked it. Um and uh, I had heard things of their show about RVB and of course I binged that and that was great. And by the time RTX came around that year, was it 2013 still? Uh, the yellow trailer premiered and I didn't know how the live stream worked and went into empty rooms all the time and so I probably watched the yellow trailer like 20 plus times and got really annoyed by it by the end of the day. But afterwards, I was like, oh, this is a thing called... I should probably watch the other ones of those. (laughs) Like, I... I, Oops. I did an oopsie. I watched the last one first. I should probably, like, watch from the beginning and then Mm. catch up. So after I did that, I pretty much immediately got onto Volume 1 and watched it while I was airing.
0: Okay, so you yeah. were there. You weren't there for the the original trailer drop, but you were there for the series starting proper.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would drop in and drop back in because, like, the first volume was a, like longer than like a, a standard twelve, but it was both shorter. Right. But it was really yeah. easy to like watch, and I liked it a lot.
0: All right, uh, Joker, how did you get into the series? Uh, well,
2: I think mine's a little different, right? So I did also see. Like for my first like interaction with anything related was through Red versus Blue, uh, not by watching the trailer and the after credit scene because I didn't know that they did after credit scenes. Like, it's never, I never watched RvB when it was coming out. I think the only live one that I saw was season thirteen, uh, but the um, the like at the end of some of the episodes. Uh, they did like the Rooster Teeth promo where they like cut through to a bunch of their different shows and they kept showing mm-hmm. the that last shot of the red Clip trailer with like Ruby posing with it. And I, and I kept thinking, what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm not going to look it up though. So I didn't.
4: <laughs> nice.
2: Good. <laughs> okay. And, Successful. Uh, and <laughs> I ended up like looking it up because I think it was in. Uh, well, it was either 2015 or 2016. I think it might have, it might have been 20, well before Volume Three came out. Uh, my YouTube recommended was like flooded with reaction videos, and a lot of those reaction videos was people reacting to Ruby, and I didn't know what Ruby was, so I lo- I clicked on one of them, and it was uh, them reacting to the Red trailer, and I was like. And I, my first thought was that looked really cool. What the fuck was that? So I looked it up separately, and then I watched all the trailers, and I,
0: and I eventually got, I got into it through reaction videos. Nice. <laughs> okay. So people who often say that reaction videos are the bottom of of content creation, um, are, are at least wrong in the sense it's good advertising. It'll, yeah, yeah. Really if, you if you
3: didn't if you didn't watch that reaction, there would there would be a different artist on the on the movie. I'm
0: actually
2: still subscribed to that YouTube channel. <laughs> that's oh, really still cool. I still yeah. watch yeah. them. I still watch them. They don't like do like the typical
0: reaction. They react to like anime and shit. So that, that one's kind of fun. So what we are saying here is that you're gonna have to find that person, that reactor, because you're still subscribed to them, so that's not hard. Uh but you'll you will have to pay them their dues for the
3: getting modded for, in them yeah the for family. getting
0: onto the, the cover of the blu-ray you've come a long way man nah, so. nah, nah, nah. I'll, oh,
2: okay. I'll i'll leave them unnamed so they can never know they were the ones
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no every, every no ruby
2: reactor is about to be like was it me was it my stuff <laughs> 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 it actually wasn't like a primarily ruby reactor It's somebody else
0: okay yeah
2: they're uh, uh, they've moved on to bigger never find reactor. them yeah that, that i think that was about i think that was, That might have been January 2015, because I think it was the next month. It's when Monty died. So I think I had just gotten into Ruby. I had just finished Volume 2, and like a week later, Monty passed away. Yeah.
4: Oh, dang.
2: That was very unfortunate timing. Yeah. Okay. So I I was right. I got right into fandom right as that
0: happened. Uh,
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, I had a. I kind of joined the series in Media Res. It was the the day of a local convention, I'd just gotten back from auctioning off some artwork up there and my friend and I came back to my place and he'd asked if I'd ever seen Ruby since at the time it had just come up on Netflix and we were kind of looking for something to watch and so, you know, there it is with its big colorful banner and, um, you know, I'd seen the listing before, the little thumbnail of it, but I, I hadn't ever watched it. Honestly, I thought about it as i'd seen the thumbnails in the series and i you know you can kind of gleam the show from those and you're like wow this looks like a poorly rendered ps2 game i don't (laughs) need that in my life i don't think so i just kind of didn't watch it but he he asked me again and he thought it was really good and so i was like you know what we've got an afternoon i'm gonna make about a dozen burritos and we're gonna camp out here and do this thing so that's what i did ate myself sick on burritos with him and we we watched the first two seasons in an afternoon, but I didn't wa- We didn't watch those until uh, it must have been a little later because I remember finishing Volume Three and being able to immediately start watching the beginning of Volume Four. So I was kind uh, so you, of you got in after Volume Three. Yeah, Absolutely. and Monty had died because I read the I read the Reddit headline like there was a topic that that you know was saying that he had passed. Um, but I didn't start watching the show itself until a little bit after the fact. So oh, yeah, okay. we it it took a bit, and then I joined Tumblr and found out that I probably picked the best time to join the Ruby fandom was the volume four and and shaking off, uh, the yeah, hiatus.
2: The, it's all perspective, uh, though. You know, the hype in between volume three and four was probably like the most fun. The immunity was, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At least for my experience, I, I would there. say the but lead
3: up to the three. Oof! Just... I,
2: uh, the, I, I wasn't even though I had joined the, I had like watched the series at that point. I wasn't really like looking at Ruby related content yeah.
3: yet. I, I, I didn't participate in fandom, but God, did I have my eye in fandom and Tumblr and a little bit of Twitter. Not really. I yeah. was just in the gutters. I was looking
1: at all the AUs and all the artists popping off.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, Tumblr was the place to be then. <laughs> Yeah, the lead wasn't
1: up that wasn't just... The lead up to three was interesting. Like the volume two, three hiatus was super interesting because it was sort of that time period where we didn't really know if the show would continue or when it would continue. I think Gray mm-hmm. had said, like maybe a week after Monty's passing, that they were planning on continuing it, but it was still yeah. that kind of uncertainty of what form will this take. And
3: yeah, it there was kind of
1: nice. It was
3: anxious, but like very hopeful. It was such yeah. a weird mix of like grieving and excitement that I can't say there has been in between any season going forward for obvious reasons. Well, I will
0: say that as we have wrapped up volume nine here, part of my interest in making this program was because we are now deep in the the throes of some subliminal version of hiatus that is, and isn't real. Uh, the, the show might be dead in the water, uh, as it stands, or it could continue. I feel like we've we've approached an, an interesting point now, where uh, the f- the future of it is very much up in the air. Um, I say, knowing full well that there are people in this chat that might know more than me as far as as the show's concerned. But uh, hiatus will rot in my mind, and I only feel it right and justice uh, oriented that it, I extend the rotting to everybody else's. So that's. That's why we're here today to talk about the trailers and discuss them in a way that I don't think anyone has ever asked for. I think a lot of people have always been like, can we have an analysis video and talk about anything about the show in a more essay-like order, a more essay kind of function, uh, structure, and... I, I we are not that, doing that. I thought no. that we needed to not do that because that is not have, this. Yeah, people have done very well at that, and I've, you know, you watch a few, and it's hard not to re-parent those things because part of me kind of wants to be like, well, they've made some good points, so I should do that too. But I feel like there's a lot. There's a part of the series that all of us like, and maybe we kind of turn away from when the going gets rough because we love our we love our our darling little show here um but there's a lot of parts about ruby that aren't aren't so glamorous and i'm not talking about like writing holes or whatever i'm talking about like just the series itself there's some things you just look away from or you excuse and that's i feel like that's something you can really get your fingers into just kind of the the gross mashed potatoes nobody wants to eat um here they are and i feel like that's where the show will kind of kind of thrive talking about the the less academically interesting parts of the show and more the to whatever to whatever tickles our fancy whatever makes I'm us whatever makes us feel better yeah
1: we're not going the, the mystery meat of talking about ruby yeah <laughs> hello it's,
0: we're the
2: cube which we'll get yeah.
0: to <laughs> it's not quite the the impossible whopper but worse somehow <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we're getting into something far more processed and extremely dubious as far as academic content i think there's a bone content. in it but
3: then you're like wait what plant based wait a minute yeah <laughs>
0: If nothing else, I want you, the viewer, to walk away from this thinking: Did I really waste an hour of my life listening to this? Hundred um, percent, you will, and a hundred percent, you've wasted it. But by golly, we had fun, didn't we? Yeah, so.
3: yeah, just imagine you're shooting the shit with some of your friends.
0: Except we don't know you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's very, what what is that? very social arrangement where, yeah, just we we'd love to have you for the for the time we're here. So strap in and we'll we'll get cracking uh should we should we jump right into it just start with the red trailer here and oh yeah kind of go over the i'm thinking overview general thoughts uh whereas do you guys have any prevailing impressions about the red trailer as a whole i know i'll kick it off here for me um you know i again i didn't see the trailers until after i'd even watched the the first two seasons so i kind of took a a dive back into history to to watch them properly uh seeing them though it became obvious to me that this was for obvious reasons the the selling point of the series like this needs to be ruby at its best or nobody's going to be interested and so like any good trailer does they they really went all out i remember the red trailer seeing that the first time and the the action is spectacular it's so fast paced ruby is a different girl altogether i feel that ruby is not the same (laughs) as the one i I watched the first two seasons of um but i will say that she makes for a very interesting uh you know character to sell or to market um yeah i i really like the the overall flow of the trailer the music of course is to die for and um yeah that's pretty much my general my general uh thoughts about the trailer do you guys have anything else it is like uh, a hell
2: of a thing to just start with, since from many points of view, it might just be the all, like the pinnacle of Ruby, where it never reached this height again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least at least for me, like the the first shock of seeing uh, Ruby like transform Crescent Rose into the rifle and then the scythe, like silhouetted by the moon, really is just something that you can't really replicate again. Mm-hmm. The other trailers got like even the other trailers can couldn't do it quite as well
1: where yeah it was just more, so- <laughs> more than anything else i feel even the other trailers you could tell so much that this was monty's darling that this was mm-hmm. something he so badly wanted to do and wanted to put out there in the world and yeah no he just pulled out all the stops like it is even just in speaking in terms of making a program like poser work for something like this it is a degree that i'm not even sure that like the best fights of volume one and two managed to attain
3: yeah
4: yeah <laughs> probably good yeah.
1: That. it's it's literally
3: so sick i uh I, there was the long period where uh for a lot of years i used to re-watch the trailers and the season before before i watched the next season of ruby and I stopped that at one point and for a few years I hadn't seen the red trailer and I had rewatched it like a year or two ago. And I, I like started crying. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, this, I forgot what Ruby was like. I forgot how awesome like that first red trailer was genuinely.
0: Yeah. Moved yeah. to tears by the sheer cinematography of the thing, huh?
3: No, but for real though, <laughs> I don't want to be a sap, but it was, it was just like so amazing. I had forgotten. I, no, no, yeah, I had I,
2: that too. Yeah, it's like I watched it in 2015. I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna spend. This is gonna be my hyper fixation for the next nine years."
3: <laughs> Same, legit, legit mood. <laughs> I mean, the show goes on for 10 years. You know, you got to You forget sometimes that these trailers came out and they just hit so hard.
0: No, it's. Uh, I I'll agree. I mean, all of us to to a degree, but definitely what Joker said about the year iconicness if that's the best word to use of of ruby on the backdrop there is something that even for people who haven't seen the series they know ruby from this trailer i'd wager uh just yeah. how popular it was on youtube at the time i know 14 or 17 or whatever it is at now million views doesn't seem like that much these days but back then uh, it really popped off so it's i would this is the start of the series, and it definitely sets the stage like nothing else. So I kind of want to to dive in a little deeper. If you guys had anything uh, more specific to talk about for for the trailer itself, or any aspects of it that are particularly haunting, that make you cry, or make you feel other things like, um, I can I can rewatch it all the time. It's it's goated. It's
4: it's good of, it
3: is. It's, I know, it's kind of it really know, is pinnacle of Ruby for me. On it how... never
2: got this good again.
3: <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> I mean, low-key, right? But I, I, I think one thing of note I find very interesting is that it doesn't have a quote at the start. The quote is on Summer's grave, I believe.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody else I has, was...
3: like, a yeah. quote on a black screen that fades into their trailer. But Ruby's has, like, the in-world, it's, like, diegetic quote.
0: Yeah. And hers. Think... Summer says, thus kindly she scatters.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah which is a poem. That's yeah. kindly the eye yeah, yeah. scatter. Thank you. It's a it's a line from the poem. Uh, fuck. I don't remember the name. Uh, the last the rose of summer. Yeah, the last rose of summer. Yeah. Oh, because he couldn't okay. help himself. But um, I found that was interesting, and I was like, oh, because Monty put in that grave as like a last minute detail in that line of the poem. The rest of the trailers also have their own quotes. Um, from the start, though those aren't from like any particular poem. I believe I think Monty just came up with.
0: Yeah, they they read like Monty came up with them at least. So,
1: so uh, I I actually have two things, but I'll I'll start with the first one. i um, yeah. just hopping off of sort of the fact that we already had mentioned the grave. Uh, one of my favorite sort of little trivia tidbits about the red trailer. Is that the only reason why that grave is Summer Roses, is Ruby's mom's, is because of Jeff Williams. So when he was writing Red Like Roses, part one, which at the time was just Red Like Roses because it's like, didn't have any idea where part two would go or what it would even be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when he was writing it, uh, when uh, they were working on the trailer. Monty and Jeff worked very, very closely on the first trailer. And Jeff came to the table one day and was basically just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this gravestone, right? It says it in the script and it's like in the storyboards and whatever. It's like, who whose grave is that? And Monty was like, Oh, I, I it's just a grave she's visiting. I haven't really thought about it. He literally and says, then like, Jeff was like, what if it was his her mom? And so Monty just took that and ran with it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure, um, and I don't want to speak definitively on this. Um, I'm sorry if I get any of these details wrong, Jeff. In the off chance that you ever find this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag uh, I, you up as soon as it's released. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so so when it came down to it. Um, it it was Jeff Williams, who we have to thank for the fact that Summer Rose really even exists, exists. in the form that she does, which I, I think is really, really cool. It just kind of shows in early days, especially how close the marriage between the music and the show were. Yeah, for
0: sure. And I mean, it's very telling that the show is inherently uh, driven by its soundtrack, um, so much so that there's a good... Case you can make for Ruby being a musical uh in its bones, I think,
3: I mean, yeah, um, you get a lot of characterizations from the songs or yeah. the songs that they just make. They don't put in the show sometimes, even they're just there,
0: right. A lot of the songs are very literal, and so that that obviously gives it a good context. But that's I didn't know that Jeff Williams was the one to to feel that idea forward. That's pretty cool,
1: yeah it's It's super fun to tell people who have no idea because they're like, wait, what? Yeah, they're like
3: <laughs> summer wasn't
1: planned all along. It's like, yep, no, nope, that was a Jeff,
3: and the last minute
2: once th- last minute thing too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was very much sort of uh, seat of the pants, which is still how Ruby goes, but it worked out. I think.
2: Yeah, it's one of it's one of those like it's the entirety of the Flare is just lighting in a bottle, so it helps that that was also part of that too, because <laughs> uh, the entirety of the summer rose. Like mythos that the community has built up, essentially, came um, off the of it. Yeah, because I mean, really up until the most recent volume, we had she's basically been just uh, the most minor of minor characters.
0: Yeah, an an interesting reskin of of Ruby's current model, uh, as it were. <laughs> when we first see her in a, yeah, a, as, a, as a model, model problem. <laughs> yeah.
1: Volume 6, Summer, was so whack, but we'll get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But she did exist, though, huh? So, yeah, she, she, she was out there.
1: In, the
3: seri- in this trailer, though, it's like the moon, which is full, right? It's not broken to my mind. Yeah, so I kind
0: of want to talk about that real quick because, um you know, I mentioned earlier that hiatus addles our minds and that it more often does harm than good to, to the thinky-thinky parts of our head. But I want to discuss the moon, because I I watch his trailers after they released initially, and then I watched him again. You know, as time goes on, you f- like you guys, you just want to like, I want to feel dopamine. And so you rewatch the trailers, and you're like, wow, that will help for the next 17 minutes. And before we started the this, this show here, I wanted to, to rewatch him again and make sure that I kind of, you know, come back with an older, more educated mind. To to pick up things, and so I feel like it does us favors to go back from Volume Nine to to rewatch the trailer, knowing what we know about the world and the mythos at large, um, because Joker, like you said, the trailer opens with this great big shot of the moon, and then Monty's name is splashed up there, so everyone knows that this is this is this man's next great thing. And as we've watched the series, uh, we learn that the moon is destroyed by a particularly dickish brother god and um, if that mythos holds, this proves that Ruby is one of the older characters in the series uh, having <laughs> been there on Remnant since time <laughs> memorial we have her standing head and shoulders with Oz, Ma, and Salem uh, before she was even a very mommy Salami character. So I think. Do you guys have any thoughts on Ruby being this kind of eldritch overlord of the series <laughs> at large? Because she doesn't need to attain immortality like Salem does, but she's still here. Um Yeah.
3: How long did oh, She's she just the uh, she's, the anime see? stereotype
0: of the five hundred year old lolly? Yeah,
4: <laughs> you
0: know that's yeah. that's <laughs> the credit to it. I feel like that is probably the most likely situation we've got to to roll with there
2: well it's it's just the uh that fan theory of summer is ju- of ruby is just summer and there's she's her own mother and it's just been like that for all of time
1: god that's so <laughs> oh, that kind of oh, no. that kind of yeah that kind of explains Smile.
0: volume six's model a little better maybe it was <laughs> just her like amorphously i mean oh shit now we do see them in one room in volume nine huh i was gonna say do we ever <laughs> see summer and ruby in the same room but we do see i'm paradox it's a paradox
4: yeah
1: it's a paradox it's <laughs> actually time traveled older ruby
3: yeah she freezes time she un- rewinds it <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: time travel alone uh
2: it, like gives birth to herself <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which for is... those uninitiated oh that opens cool. so
1: many uncomfortable cans of worms guys <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: for those uninitiated the moon isn't tidally locked that's the, that's why it's full if you're not liking this bit <laughs> yeah. the,
4: the, mo- the moon rotates
3: you, the moon is not tidally locked it rotates so technically yeah. there is still the full moon
2: <laughs> yeah so we're seeing the back uh, the back side of the moon
3: <laughs> yeah the unbroken side
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like that that explanation of it. Sound as it <laughs> is, I do like the the concept of Ruby kind of reaching beyond uh, her mortal means a little more. Um, especially given the series has always keep moving forward. What's more, uh, proof of that concept than Ruby moving forward throughout the entirety of Remnant?
3: Levi, I love you and support you, and I will read the fanfic if you make it. <laughs> <laughs> so no podcast your <laughs> AU? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it won't be good i can't stress <laughs> that enough um but it, uh, it, it might be better be you know go on twitter that. and tell him how much you want him to write this fan fiction <laughs> and we hashtag greenlight light or levi's shitty fanfic <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah don't do
3: light levi's fanfic <laughs>
0: please don't tag me in anything actually i just don't um so we've Another to comment
3: on the moon it yeah. plays really nicely into the werewolf like looking grim because it, it is is the, the old design of the Grimm yeah, which I love so much that they're just, they are literally just black and red, like their teeth and eyes are just red and when they get cut open it's just like red petals which you could kind of assume is like some blood or matter stuff going on, but
2: It's a cool like visual for censoring Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah like you get are these are like demonic, otherworldly beings and not actual wolves
2: Mm -hmm. yeah like uh, as jank as they kind of look in the trailer the actual design makes them seem a lot more ferocious than uh the later designs in my opinion it's like like, like
1: unnatural because they're really like top heavy yeah i feel like somebody is going to mention so it's better to cut it off at the bud yes we at least i am aware that these are like the Beowulf Oblivion assets all. were taken from Skyrim. Like, um, I think mostly right. everybody knows that at this point, but they okay, still look well, really fucking cool. I was going to say,
0: say that, but I did not until you this didn't? moment. You didn't know I that. You didn't know that. And that's how my you head, know, I was thinking, a late, like,
1: fan. late fans.
3: Late yeah. fans don't know the hardcore shit. <laughs> oh, that's that's
0: that's true. True. I actually didn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay so i guess then another
0: fun fact i'm getting learned good here folks this is as educational for me (laughs) as it's for anyone else
1: he's learning
0: this is this is the real we can cut away the chaff this is the real reason i wanted the podcast is because i wanted to (laughs) to learn more about this stupid show and i had no good way of, of opening up that can of worms on the discord servers people just telling me things um Every time you open your mouth in this server is just bullying.
4: Yeah, so, a lot yeah. of a lot of Monty's great.
3: stuff was, you know, taken assets. Uh, they should have done a little legal check, but you know it Art is well. what it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is what it is.
3: They got better about it. You know, then they were like, Monty, where are you getting this stuff? And they were like, uh <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> illegal, we should receive legal
1: and start making our own assets more like no,
0: that, that werewolf model goes to another school, you wouldn't know her sorry <laughs> exactly.
1: i mean it it kind of transitioned from taking skyrim assets to paying for assets with the paladin model in volume two and then they just started making their own full assets yeah
4: um, Which fun is... fact:
3: ruby's model is a uh, is a meek meek uh, dance model done by the artist tda nice
0: yeah
4: I've it's uh, not... also
3: you'll see a little remnants of it because uh This is the only time Ruby has like a shiny bottom lip, like almost like wearing lipstick. By the time they figured out the white trailer or like volume one, I think they got rid of that for Ruby. Yeah, I
0: I did notice that she's got that, a different kind of sheen to her whole look. She also has the really
3: silver eyes, which I like, where it's like fade from black to white, which is Mm. my favorite. They change the texture like almost every season after, but I'm just like, I love those eyes. They were so like, I get why you would call those silver and not just gray. Because it's like, goes from black to white.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, the whole color balance of the trailer. Obviously, you'd be hard-pressed to mess up the the striking red of of her cloak, but I feel like especially the vapid snow background uh, normally would be a fairly uninteresting backdrop for what's shaking down, but because Ruby gets enough verticality on her own, uh, it helps break up the pace of the action, but as far as composition is concerned, it's very gorgeous. Just, you know, you got your blacks for the Beowulfs, the very, the faint bits of red from their gore and their eyes, and the the big flash of red from Ruby. It's very, just, it's easy on the eyes, and it's it's simple to watch. The, the action is made more coherent and easy to follow because of it.
1: God, yeah, the color composition in this trailer is mind-blowing. Like, it's so simple. It is three different colors. You've got red, black, and white. And that is it. And that is all that you need. The sky is actually blue. It's just very desaturated. Ah, yes. Very true. Maybe
2: we we were entirely wrong. That's not even the moon. That's just the sun. (laughs) (laughs) We we do know the celestial bodies in Ruby uh, don't exactly exactly operate correctly. So, I mean, or at least correctly as in Earth's perspective. So, I mean... We can, well, uh, we could discuss that a little later when we get to the yellow trailer.
3: <laughs> no, but I like a little bit of blue. It helps contribute to the coldness of like the the snow and the mountains and the trees. Like even the trees, oh, they're yeah, black, sure. but they have a little bit of that mm-hmm. tinge of blue from either the sky or their own texturing. It just it really does help with the making the red stand out. It's also like the reddest we see Ruby's red. Because for the yeah, actual yeah. paintings, they tone it down it to a darker red, red, and it's like, no, you had it right the first time. It like, has to keep that, it's that vibrance.
2: It's so red there are no shadows in it, which makes it like you know look cooler. I think. It's well, also really... they didn't do
3: shadows, but yeah. real actual.
2: Yeah, well, I mean they
0: did, but they're painted on, and so yeah,
3: yeah baked in, in shadows.
0: Yeah, there being no shadows on the cloak and it being kind of one continuous shape really sells the, the stylization of the trailer as a whole, especially with the rose petals and everything. It just feels very much like a a bright piece of pop art, sort of, and it's Yeah, I don't it just
3: as you zone in on the important parts. Yeah. Which is just the the coolest weapon known to man, <laughs> a combination sniper rifle scythe moving off the momentum. There's so much mm-hmm. stuff about like the inherent way Crescent Rose is built is there to help her mobility and yeah. her speed, which is just chef kiss. And I, it's it's. I don't think anybody really, besides like a certain amount of uh, fan animators, really capture the weight of it. Uh, you definitely yeah. don't see it in the show as often. Uh, one of my favorites is just looking at like how much her cape and dress moves because the dresses move a lot in the trailers and they mm. add so much to the weight because you see the follow through of the shot. Or the momentum rocketing her elsewhere. You see right. the dresses flaring or this, uh, the cape flowing the other direction. It really sells like a lot of the speed, especially when she goes like sicko mode <laughs> and like, yeah. breaks her back. It's like she's so fast. She's we so in fast, dude. We
0: see her, her first iteration of her semblance, and I'm sure those more educated than me can, can speak to the, the validity of her semblance evolving over time. But as far as anyone is aware, uh when the red trailer comes out this is the first glimpse into her semblance uh, unnamed or not and it's it's speed in its rawest form i believe and uh, mm-hmm. there aren't any it's there's no a combination
2: Rose first. of speed and strength because yeah Breath and Rose is canonically meant to be very heavy yeah yeah, yeah.
3: But it's it's so cool cuz again she plays into the weight like she is small girl she's not strong it's the weight of shooting this thing off or like using its momentum to spin into like enemies
1: it's so sick i think the coolest thing about her fighting style in early days even just in this trailer is the fact that she uses the recoil so liberally to get herself around the battlefield yeah Mm
3: she's she's using she is shooting
1: just to move
3: like not even hitting some people though most of the time she's also hitting people when she's moving
0: yeah yeah, there there's nary a missed shot, and if it's missed, it's clearly intentional for her to get Scythe from point A to point B. So yeah. it's.
1: Yeah. yeah. Every uh, every single
0: uh, movement out of Rubes has has a lot of defin- clearly defined line to it. I mean,
2: from a breaking it down, I think the red thriller can really just be broken down to being Crescent Rose as itself because it wouldn't work without it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a pitch. That I think one of the first assets Monty ever made was like um, the Crescent Rose. I believe bernie talked about it once like he just looked over his desk and he saw like crescent rose which i think is the first asset they made just pitching the show on just how cool a night a weapon could be i think
2: you could you can correct me jackie but isn't it true that when when pitching the show monty had made all four trailers but they only saw the red trailer because then they ran later after seeing the red trailer
1: um, I know at, that he greenlit that. it after seeing the red trailer. Um, I believe he had started working on the other three trailers.
0: Okay, alright.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. think they were done yet. Um.
0: I was just gonna say, uh, we could talk at length about this trailer, unfortunately. And the reality is, is we only have so much time uh, okay. to dive into the others. So if you guys have any kind of closing thoughts about the red trailer, uh, sound them off. Because we can't, as much as I want to stay in this well, space. I
2: I would like to Pose a question to the viewers as to what they think Ruby carries in her little like boob pocket that <laughs> is That's seen
4: the right. red. Oh yeah. oh yeah, she has a
3: pocket. If you, if y'all don't know at home, she has a little red pocket on the on the right side of her uh, shirt on her dress.
2: Yeah, on her right titty. So it yeah, it's a breast pocket. It's
3: <laughs> tiny people don't know about it because it, it because of the bloom and the styling of early Ruby. It just it's like you just read it as black, but it's there.
2: Yeah, just a little red pocket. <laughs> So what do you guys my, think she carries?
1: <laughs> my headcanon has uh always been that, um, well not always, but since we saw it in volume three, is that she carries uh at least in early time, uh, a version of the Team Stark photo.
4: Oh, uh, that's that's okay, actually
1: okay. thoughtful. I was gonna say uh. just a tiny is why.
3: <laughs> like, oh, you know the episode so of adventure time where he just opens up his pocket and's like Jake the whole time just a tiny why <laughs> um, I, mean,
2: I like you guys put way more thought into it. I thought she just cared it's like a singular strawberry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't take the strawberry propaganda. <laughs> Ruby's favorite food is cookies,
2: <laughs> yeah, but they don't fit in there and I don't th- I think she's smart enough to not like crumble up a cookie into a pocket
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh Last note on the on the red trailer though is the yeah, Warscythe. I... The Warscythe thing. Like it just like, extends and, and it has a lot of like, oh, yeah. reach on it. Yeah. Is, like, oh man, the Warscythe. Oh man. Again, she's got all the the things. <laughs> she has her super speech. She's got all these like forms or like
4: uh, I, I, think, I...
1: I think we got it for a moment in in end of volume eight. Um like, when she was fighting Neo, but I think that's it.
0: I was gonna say, I in Volume 7, it. she gets her, her upgrade to make it swivel, so Crescent Rose can kind of turn its its blade edge.
2: And then never um, use it again. We're, we're not talking about Volume 7. Yeah, you're we right. We see
3: the Warsythe <laughs> one other time in the red trailer before Volume 4, when she kills, like, the the Gorilla Grimm.
4: Oh, she does Oh, that is character. it there, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like a, little, it's like the final, the like, finishing down. Moves yeah okay
3: that's well that's, i'll have to go I'll back and watch it. that
4: yeah
2: the the worst scythe is like time dilation
0: It just it never comes back <laughs> well
1: okay, yeah unlike time dilation
0: lights. at least it did oh my come God back God. for
1: real <laughs> oh hey you know what that is that's a great segue into the yeah white trailer. exactly Excellent segue.
0: yeah so let's a jump, jump in.
1: fucking glyphs slices mm-hmm.
3: you. yeah
0: let's jump into the white trailer proper we can kind of just get into what we want to talk about um I think what plagues me the most, as cool as this trailer is, I'll I'll, kind of touch on the general impression. Um, I love the Schnee family at large. So Weiss kind of falls in naturally there. And uh, I should actually preface before I get canceled that I don't condone Jacques Schnee in any of of his actions. Um, (laughs) But uh, Weiss is great. Her trailer is very cool. And similar to Ruby, action forward, very very good showcase of who she is as a fighter very elegant graceful to the point and her glyphs do a very good job of kind of showing where her strengths lie in a more supporting slash utilitarian showcase and what grinds my gears the most about this trailer is that it's clearly at a point where things haven't solidified in the series and so we have is weiss kind of doing anything the situation demands of her and she uses a lot of glyphs and abilities that Aren't seen again, like more so than Ruby kind of losing her war scythe and revisiting it every six years of her life. Uh, <laughs> Weiss does not simply retread some of these steps, and well, uh, uh, like that can be very
2: easily explained because Ruby
0: has ADHD now, so she,
2: can, <laughs> she just decides, you know what, I am in my war scythe space again, so I'll bring it back. Why yeah. their head? Like now, nah, today I'm over feels that. like a worse day. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, other other hand head? Uh you know what? Crazy. I'm bad above that. Like that was a phase. The the like s- pinning down glyphs. Yeah, that was a phase. I'm not mm-hmm. going back to
0: those. Uh, yeah. She's got the the glyph she used to pin down the arma guy gigas gigas. How do we say that around these parts?
1: Uh Armagigas.
0: Armagigas. She Armag- uses the.
1: Armagigas. Whatever. So
0: yeah, she's got the ones that. That pin down the gygus and then she's got the the big rainbow knock glyph that kind of chucks it upwards and suspends it in air yeah. for a moment. Uh, we Gives don't ever see hops. that one again. We don't she see the this
3: missile move where she just like does these magic missiles that inflate into like uh-huh. glyphs that pin him into place.
0: That's like, what I'm talking about, yeah so cool. She won't. yeah, we don't see those again. Uh, and we don't she's see her runs. her finishing move. Where she, I mean, you could argue it's the stylization of the moon, but her Mertnaster literally is glowing like it's actually
4: a glow. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Like
3: it's, it has white. like
2: sigils all the way up the yeah like the blade, which yeah never comes back again. So she you think
3: that's like phrased, or something, you know, because it's white and it's yeah. glowing with the moon or something.
0: Yeah, we've got her her finishing move, and then what I assume, and people can, who have know more than me, which there's a lot of you, uh, can correct me, but I'm. I bet my bottom dollar that when she jumps onto the guygus's blade, uh, she's got plant dust activated because there's green kind of smoke or ether coming out of Merton Aster at that time. So she and I
3: think there's like a little oh. after effect of flowers too. There's like fir- oh, there? okay. there's like something purple. I think I think it is meant to be plant dust. I don't I don't think it would be like wind.
1: Y'all y'all are gonna make me go back and like watch the white trailer while we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I have them like playing on repeat as we're talking and they're just muted on another, in my other monitor right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um,
1: um so I can make a, a fun point of order about the the green dust that mm-hmm. voice uses if if that'd help clarify Please anything do. just because we yeah. were talking about it. Um so uh in early days, um like you're right about like her powers being ridiculously sort of um um, in inconsistent um, sure. with what we see her do later in the series. But um, this I can actually speak to because uh, somebody else had had sort of made a point of it, um, and I had to dig up clarification on it. I'm not one of those people who, like, actively tries to prove people wrong, but, you know, sometimes when people are being obtuse, it's fun, too. Um, Sometimes it's handy. yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it's handy. Um, So the green dust uh, in early days was actually wind dust that came from the... artist who worked on world of remnant uh when you work look at the world of remnant for dust the wind dust crystal that shows up is green in color it was later changed to white White. because of the introduction supposedly into the lore of plant-based dust
0: okay okay so we're i'm not sure that i although i guess with plant dust i always assumed okay it's like a rooting feature kind of tantamount to um her name escapes me now, but the the lady in Volume Seven of uh, the Elm? Aesops Elm. Yes, uh, their resemblance. Uh, that's kind of what I imagined. But if it's wind dust, I'm not sure that helps me parse that information any better. <laughs> that she's she's somehow in tune with the the wind breaking around her, or can wind herself onto the blade. Um,
1: uh, it's it, more uh, so she activates it. Afterward, like after she jumps on the sword, she activates it to knock it out of the Armagegus's hand.
0: Oh, okay. I'm tracking now the order of operations there. So her being on the blade is really more of Weiss just being good.
1: That's just her doing a sick yeah. ass moves. Yeah. That's, that's her just being her being so, so extra. Best girl.
0: Yeah. Really boss Same curling man. it up there, Weiss.
3: <laughs> I love the speed effect they give her in this. I feel so everyone's yeah. really fast in all these trailers. Not as fast as Ruby, obviously, because she's the
1: fastest.
3: But they're just zipping around. They're That's just really stuff. moving. They have Weiss? like this
1: line effect for Weiss. I think just Weiss fully disappears at several points.
3: Yeah, that no. might have been part of her power set because they, they went wild here. Um, I mean, she honestly, comes off like, several
0: glyphs, but more often than not, she's either not directly in shot, she's like literally at the edge of the camera, or she pops in for a minute like Jackie was saying and she yeah she vanishes to kind of really sell the illusion that she's moving faster than the Gigas can, can keep up with.
3: It's it's really wild because you get the feeling, or at least I did when watching the white trailer, was that this seeing the knight and knowing that's not an animal, that's like some haunted armor type shit. You like Ruby felt so magical, <laughs> like it was like what is this? It just peeking into the little like the trailers are just neat little peeks into what Ruby is or will kind of become, and it's just so weird to look at that and be like, what? That's not magic. We know magic. Because shenanigans later in the series, but I'm like that's I, I magical, and mystical, and cool as fuck. fuck.
2: I know a question. Yeah. I think Jackie might be the best one to answer it. Was there like when the series first premiered? Was there like a bit of like, uh, people talking about the tonal whiplash you get from the trailers into the actual can't like show once you get into oh, it? Oh, people did. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So I I wasn't around for the very start of volume oh, one, good. but sort of like digging back through um like archival stuff reddit threads twitter um because i'm weird like that um a lot of people yeah I, the total whiplash yeah,
3: they were like, <laughs> like what the hell
1: we are what getting is
3: this a <laughs> anime they're going to school
2: yeah because the the trailers like make it seem a lot more like this
3: uh, isn't even their like final dar- form. Like, like
2: dark fantasy almost feeling
3: yeah yeah um
2: uh, and then just hard cut to Jean vomiting and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, but yeah, no, the. Which, I mean, it's fine. Is- I, like, I like the show. It's, it's like, yeah. it, just, it very much does give like I think this this trailer in particular is the one that has like the hardest tone of whiplash because and mm-hmm. honestly doesn't um, why, this trailer does not tell you who Weiss like none of them really do this except for maybe uh, Yang's. Uh, but yeah. this trailer is the I I felt I felt very this, when after watching this trailer and then watching the volume one I did not see uh Weiss is the one that caught me the most of Garcus is not the type of character
0: I expected her to uh, be you know sure. yeah. and to to that extent you know I've said before Ruby in the red trailer is not the same Ruby that we see in the series proper um, Weiss has a very like, limited. Yeah. Weiss, yeah, it's true. It's when she was some 4000 years old. So that that movie is different.
1: <laughs> it's interesting on sort of the level of watching this show become itself, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, you can say that in, it, in a sense, it's a downgrade because you Monty wasn't really constrained by lore or by the world they were trying to build or by even just dialogue in these trailers, but it's really interesting to go from the red and white trailers, which are easily the most abstract in terms of its correlation to what we eventually got as volume one. Um, And then like the black and yellow trailers, which are far closer. I feel maybe not in tone, but in style and yeah, no, actually, even tone to what yeah, Volume One
3: would get be really
1: goofy. They they the
3: get Yellow is just so full of goofs.
1: But it's it's a really really interesting progression. Because you're literally watching the world being built over the course of these trailers and them kind of finding their footing and what works and what's not going to work and okay, how much is too much. With Weiss, we really have to pull it back. Uh, with Ruby, this isn't really the characterization that we're going to go with, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they were just, Monty
3: was just going wild. He was having fun. And you can tell because like each trailer, I feel, gets more ambitious in what it wants to do. Like, First one was just in a snowy forest. Second one was taking place in this like black and white castle with this knight. Uh, third one, you got the train and then all the robots going on. Yellow mm-hmm. is a nightclub.
0: <laughs> so uh, with that, we'll kind of jump jump ship ahead here to to the black trailer. We'll get to the the fun Wait. train part. Oops.
1: Wait, we have uh, yeah, we... one last thing about the white trailer that was okay. In we'll see. Sort we'll of... say,
0: we'll say Mackie's thing and then we'll talk about the Fushigi Cube thing. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I just want to mention how funny it is again. Um, and this is another Jeff Williams thing that Jeff Williams is the first voice we hear. He in is, the movie. yeah, he, he
0: is. He's the first voice we hear in the series proper at all.
3: Is that, I could have sworn that was Monty actually saying that this is Weiss Schnee.
0: Um, I don't, I, I don't know, know necessarily. All I know is that I've definitely heard on several accounts that Jeff Williams is the guy that that says that part. Oh, that's wild. Get Casey's
2: the first one we hear since she's singing in all the trailers. Well,
3: yeah, Casey really? Williams being singing voice.
0: <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, so we got Jeff Williams is the first uh spoken dialogue uh we hear in the series. And the last thing we want to talk about, the white trailer, um Is at several points, and I discovered this on My Rewatch, and I brought it to the attention of my my co hosts here. And that there are points where you can see in Weiss's right hand, obviously it's the most visible because it's empty, uh, there's a a thin wireframe cube that persists uh, in shot. And I thought it was just some artifact they'd left in. I mean, clearly it is. Um, But as the show or as the trailer goes on, uh, it's actually vi- quite visible as the others pointed out to me. I thought it was just one shot, but Weiss seems to carry Merton Astor in one hand and the darling Fushigi cube in the other. And do I think you guys
3: she's got two cubes, actually? There's two cubes in her yeah. hand. Yeah. She
0: um, has two cubes. <laughs> she has two, so I think is that a glyph she she sheds um in favor of time dilation later? Does she make that trade? I get time dilation and the worst I don't know trade deal history cube.
2: of trade deals. Yeah, the
0: original G-Cube? wife
3: summon the cube. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: got some merit to it. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about, Jackie? I so have before- no idea, no, idea like but it. I'm
1: loving this.
0: Yeah, yeah I'll, um, I'll drop it on the Discord. So can, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to, to explain to oh, I've already explained to the viewers. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, it's just a white cube. It's it's
3: it's not even like properly. It's not a wireframe. I like, can't see through it it's like the outline of a cube so it, it has like a line it's kind of just like line art but if it was yeah. white it just showed the cubes in her hands which probably were used on some technical aspect to like allow her hand to move but like parent the weapon to her hand yeah but it's it's wild to look at and be like huh that's it, one of the quirky things about the uh all the trailers is that there's some like uh, if you look a little closely you can kind of see like the little defects and mm-hmm.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah, it's it I I've watched the white trailer a dozen in a, in some changed times and I've never noticed it until I watched it again specifically for this discussion and I got to really like looking at each each little clip and I was like wow, that is that's really out there. She's just if holding you're that cube.
4: They're uh, listening
2: to this on really do be. <laughs> If you're listening to this on YouTube, have Levi just Levi put put it on the screen so they can see what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'll, oh, uh...
1: well, in that final <laughs> shot, you can actually see it in both hands. You can see the bottom yeah. the outline oh, of it on your Astor. Yeah. I it's think a, it's oh. like
3: skeleton, like controller things that maybe he put an outline on to make more visible to like grab them yeah. or something. Either way, it ended up in the final project, and now and now you see she's got little cubes in her hand. And
1: now you will never
3: unsee it. Yes. Amazing.
0: So it's uh yeah it's the start of weiss's career i think it veritably launches her as a capable fighter uh the great blessing of the fushiki cube um we have to move on uh we, let's let's talk about the the black trailer um do you guys have any prevailing thoughts or impressions about this one i know it's the first uh we this is the first time we fight robots um yeah, voice and acting. we we do let's talk not <laughs> at length maybe but let's oh, talk no. about uh <laughs> oh, no. who's who's the can someone tell me the name of the guy that we hear in this trailer because it's,
1: uh, it's, it's garrett
0: garrett oh um, i oh you meant you know literally okay i was just saying uh
3: that's his yeah, same I, voice actor that they keep for the series i am. it is okay. yeah
0: um yeah. does did anyone else, I feel like the first time I ever heard Adam's voice, I kind of, I won- I legitimately wondered if something was wrong with my computer. Like, my <laughs> headphones were, like, wrong. The audio, the audio oh, mixing man, is not for the feel,
1: I feel so bad because Garrett Hunter is, is wonderful yeah. and, and like, he deserves the world. But, my God, <laughs> somebody it needs just, to get it's him some better teeny. direction.
3: It's not yeah. the voice you kind of expect from this cool, badass dude, and you know. And all black and red.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's, it's not definitely a decision that was made. Yeah.
3: you have heard Blake's also very weird. She sounds very young. Uh in this. Like uh it's Erin's probably probably first time or some of the first takes she ever did for the character. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's also like a little different. Like it's pretty close. It's calm, but it feels like kind of I guess maybe closer to like a ruby. And, like she feels a little like younger. Almost, which I think yeah, does they're... break
0: some service here, because you know, with her and Adam, it shows that she's very much young and and under his wing for better for worse.
3: Yeah, I, I really like the impression you get is that from this trailer is that he's like a mentor, and they're part of like they're part of an organization or something doing some mm-hmm. so co op shit. I don't know, but so, it felt geez. way more like it was a mentor student kind of thing than what we got in the series, which I I liked a lot.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I, I guess we, yeah, we'll talk about more about Adam's, Adam shenanigans. That's for the as, series, as we're talking on. about yeah. the,
3: trailer, though. Yeah, the trailer.
0: Yeah, the trailer, Adam, very cool looking guy. Uh, I do love his, his sword uh, gun sheath is, I think, a very cool thing and we see it. Um, we don't have to talk about this long, but uh, Metal Gear Rising had just come out. Uh, in the video game world and Jetstream Sam a now very popular meme character uh his weapon is a is a katana and the sheath is much like Adams a uh, a gun in the sense that he pulls the trigger and it increases the speed of his quick draw uh this trailer did come out after not only did the game release uh, after the trailer had come out but the first trailer where we see Jetstream Sam had come out by that point by about a year so i have veritable reason to believe uh, Adam is Jetstream Sam in disguise. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: another another I think that the the building blocks are there so I, we don't really need to discuss it um, but I do want to bring it up that it haunted my thoughts for a long time after I watched it the black solid. trailer.
3: It's yeah. waterproof in fact.
1: That, 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 that is That is a very it, solid theory.
0: I've got a lot of them. Turns out that a hiatus has no power over me. Um, we I, <laughs> The only last thing I want to touch on personally is that uh, Blake has an incredible skill here and obviously she's an extremely talented fighter, but I want to bring to highlight towards the end of the trailer when she reveals to Adam that she is not okay with dunking on these civilians on board, um, she jumps to another car and in a single swing, rends what must be a solid 10 to 12 inches of structural steel holding these train cars together. It
3: just still different, dude.
0: Um, <laughs>
3: the trailer girls were just strong, dude. They were fast yeah. strong. Uh,
0: I would like to make a joke that Blake's katana can't melt steel beams, but it actually can, it seems. <laughs> and so we...
4: It makes Blake you wonder is, how it
3: broke later.
2: It, this <laughs> trailer also confirms that Adam has no hops because he cannot make like a. He got no
1: hops.
3: No, it's a dramatic um, effect. He was like, I'll just stand here. <laughs> <When> in, a, <laughs> in a rare
0: uh, turn of events, uh, Rooster Teeth stays true to Blake's steel beam melting power, and in volume seven, I think, or six. Uh, she does it again on the Argus Limited. She does the same kind of chop, <laughs> and the train car is torn asunder. So, like, <laughs> I think the girl is straight up hiding what. And you know, she she does double hammer fist Adam away. Like she leaves the the scene of the fight in Volume Five. So I think she's really holding back. She is one punch man caliber strength here. And for some reason, she is really just pulling all of her punches.
3: RT is holding her back.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: They're like, no, and you they'd... can't be strong because then you'll, you'll ruin the plot. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was actively nerfed as the series went on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She just, she comes back and flashes. She has like a fugue state she enters in where she taps into this unlimited well of power and I wish we saw that Blake more, honestly.
3: Yeah.
2: And she can only access it when she gets hit with time dilation. And
0: unfortunately.
2: And Timelash doesn't exist anymore, so Blake
0: can never reach her true potential. Unfortunately. So Uh, yeah, did you guys have anything uh, real maybe you wanted to talk about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's
3: fucking it's first time we see Forever Fall. It's really cool. It is like the first trailer you think that's like grounded in reality. Like the other two were like so blown out and stylistic that you're like is this happening like when she's fighting the night you're like is that happening for real but she's also singing a concert is this like a metaphor for her inner struggles with loneliness what's going on but like black trailer is like oh no this is ha- happening in a place and all these trees are red and there's a train and there's robots
4: mm-hmm.
2: it's a really cool aesthetic I love the look of forever fall and yeah. I really do wish yeah, I want to back, back to it
4: back. <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> Please again. let us
1: come back to Vale for Forever Fall just once, please. <laughs> again for this, I just really love the color composition. Like it's got again stark reds, the blacks, the uh, the white on on Blake's outfit stands out very very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two big sort of silhouette shots we get, which is Adam's moon slice and then the fade uh at the very end where it just fades all to red with Blake's silhouette and like those are petals? such stunning stunning images
3: so sick it, it's also interesting for the fact that it's a weird combo trailer you're right Adam has like his moon slice and it's they share the spotlight because they're partners at this point um mm-hmm. and it's just neat it's like wait this is this isn't just a girl having a trailer this is some people getting on this train yeah. fighting that spider mech which is creepy and i wish they would bring back because it's cool
2: it's really mm. cool like it actually looked really awesome and it seemed very yeah. effective compared to it was later uh,
0: extremely good at its job and we kind of learned through the trailer that blake's upper threshold of pain tolerance is actually face tanking a giant laser um she yeah. seems to shake that off just okay so
1: yeah, she's immediately back in the fight afterward. Or yeah. dude, they were built different. <laughs> these, Blake's these like really fighting awesome. style
2: in this trailer is really cool, where her uh, I, or a gamble shroud is, works more like a rope dart than as a sword for a lot of the fight, and it's really cool. Uh,
3: on a more serious note, I, I think there's a little bit of note on um, Blake's weapon is that there was a planned upgrade. It's like a, a post on Facebook that oh, yeah. Monty said before. Like he died, so I think this was in the hiatus or after Volume Two, before Volume Three. He said it's like uh, someone was talking about uh, upgrades, and and he was basically like, "You won't see, you know, you won't expect what I'm cooking for Volume Three for Blake." And it's it's implied that she had like something like of an upgrade for her or like fighting style wise. That's interesting. It it never comes up again, or we never see remnants of it. But there was definitely more planned out for her at the very least with her weapon.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was a tweet that he made in um I want to say it was uh November of uh 2013, which would have been like sort of uh just after volume 1 had finished airing. Um he he uh, had made a tweet saying that the design of Gamble Shroud would be changing um not in volume 2 but in volume 3. Um mm and uh <laughs> another fun point of order um is that i believe miles luna said um at rtx uh, either in 2014 or 2015 that uh gambled shroud was his favorite weapon we do also uh i think this is the the first like sort of instance in both the trailers and the show proper that we have like proper sheath for a weapon um and not only that uh like it's like attached to Blake's backpack which I always found really cool she's got like the magnetic strip on her bag
0: yeah I hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it because in my mind I'm like they all just slap them on their bodies and that's actually very true they do just kind of sluck about a little
1: bit Um, they do Not even Weiss has a proper sheath for yeah. Pira Weiss Natter. just kind so yeah, like, of like his
3: raw dog.
2: Polarity just is it's a semblance that everybody has, and Pira decided she was going to focus on
4: that. All right, <laughs> yeah. But all I, girls um...
3: have all the girls have pockets to their little purses because Monty was yeah. like big on like I want this. If people were to cosplay this, I want this to be like practical to some extent.
0: Yeah, I'm glad they we kept the pockets. I am obviously. Uh, sad that uh the briefcase that weiss carries martin astor in does not make a, a recurring appearance in the series i think it'd be very extra to always have the briefcase <laughs> with her um but could you imagine you
1: know. just her walking around smacking people with the briefcase like coco does with her purse I, yeah i was gonna <laughs> right. say it kind of steps right. on
0: coco's toes but we don't see coco anymore so there's a there's a briefcase whacking hole to be filled here it'd be and cool think, too, like like, yeah. like she only gets serious when she opens the briefcase and it's like, oh damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. There's some style to be had, and we kind of we we trailed hard off of Blake's trailer. <laughs> so, um, it's that's, um, that, there's actually the something trailer, to talk do, about. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: last thing to mention, I do want to like mention the. Uh, I think was it Gray who tweeted it out? No, not Was it Gray? I don't know who. Tra- no, it was Shane. Shane who tweeted out that the the slide down to the train was just a barrel. Yeah. They kept <laughs> yeah. rotating. if I, he didn't really tweet it, he
3: definitely verified because. Um, a bunch of animators were sharing stuff about early Ruby production, and it's that's how you mimic people running for a long time.
1: You just put them on a large
3: cylinder and just yeah. close oh, yeah. up. There's so that there's a full last need...
1: video out there somewhere.
3: Yeah, yeah you, or nice. you see like the entire cylinder, and and know they're just they're just kind of running. It's like a treadmill. Um, yeah, it's a reminder. You gotta be smart, animation smart. That's how you you don't want to mm-hmm. like actually map out an entire mountain and have them run down it over the uneven terrain. Just you know. Smart things that, that made Ruby, Ruby, I feel.
0: Run in place. Exactly. I it mean, if it works cool for Monty Python. Never would have known. Yeah, it works here.
1: <laughs> I think the last thing I'll say about the Black trailer um, is that I appreciate its narrative significance, uh, mm-hmm. even now that we're like 10 years on. Um, like, we don't get a whole lot. A lot of it is kept very vague. But the idea of the Faunus and the White Fang and the Schnee Dust Company weren't established in, like, Weiss's trailer. They were established here, um, which, for better or worse, however you see the handling of it in the show proper, makes for some very, very interesting uh, sort of glimpses into what was cooking back then. Absolutely, with the song, too, where they're talking about underneath,
3: like, human rule and stuff. Oh, Oh, yeah. People were already guessing she was a cat girl just based on the silhouette. And so when j- they weren't, they're were still kind of keyed into it from the song. Again, Ruby lives on its songs. Like, you yeah, get a lot it's from It's also them, the Erica only trailer was.
2: that, like, keeps being referenced back through multiple volumes.
3: Yeah, because it's canon. <laughs> it exists.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're all supposed to be canon. We can
0: argue where each one of them <laughs> is. different around.
3: degree. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ruby
4: Ruby's pretty... a long
0: time ago, so she forgets <laughs> it often.
3: Yeah, yeah. thousands <laughs> millennia ago.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, But, yeah, because,
2: like, why is this trailer? We didn't even know where it like, what was the point of it, where it took place until Ice Kingdom, right?
0: Or uh, I would no, say, no, it's uh, the it's, manga. The manga is yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: until the first manga by Shiro Miwa. Did we yeah. learn? Yeah, uh, it's what explained the, the
0: yeah the context of the scene at large, and it's
3: also where um, we get first baby Ruby. People are like, we see, uh, sorry, baby Weiss. It's yeah, like, no, we, we see her first in in the in the original manga, not the not Ice Kingdom.
2: Yeah, she is really cute in Ice Kingdom, though.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so we've talked a serviceable amount about the black trailer and so i feel like we can i i super want to talk about how blake shouldn't be able to wrap around her ears with a single ribbon like that but um, (laughs) save that for the
1: yeah we'll talk about that
0: later volume Uh, one
1: finale territory
0: there we go (laughs) um the yellow trailer this is the first foray into human opponents that we find in all the trailers it's a great show of choreography and, at large, just an excellent display of of the dance of combat, whether I like it or not, the way that Monty uh, animates this has such a, an excellent readability to it, and Yang, I feel, is probably the best person to showcase it. Just her fighting style and the fact that she is hand-to-hand means that there's nothing to get lost here. Uh, there's no big weapons or anything, or showy... I mean, there are explosions, but... The, the action is clear and concise. Uh do you guys have any real jump out isms about the trailer?
2: Uh this is the first one that like we're told the they the actual like voice acting throughout it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like really. The, why, well, the, the black trailer had some, but uh they actually like there's real dialogue yeah, to be had. Yeah, yeah. Like dialogue, they pause and actually speak for the first couple minutes of the trailer, which yeah,
3: we have Jack
1: Tillow uh, for better or
4: for worse. <laughs>
1: i uh, i want to know if yang ever got billed for the property damage to junior's club
2: <laughs> he did start that fight huh
1: she
3: really <laughs> did, she <absolutely> did it. <laughs> amazing and what gets me is that she goes straight to twisting his balls like I don't know. you start yeah. the interrogation and when he doesn't give up any information then you start torturing him like she just goes right for it. She's like strawberry sunrise and then grabs the man's <laughs> balls and starts she twisting. With so
1: much confidence that you know she's done it before.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's like this is standard fare. Yeah. She could have gone to like several other nightclubs before this one, actually, and have done <laughs> the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, she's just straight up the villain here. <laughs>
3: A bit, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of villains, we actually see Roman in this. Um, we do very briefly, which is like a cool, like little Easter egg.
1: Or, yeah. oh, it's I'm it's not sure nice. if it's an Easter egg; it's just there. It's nice how closely this is sort of tied to Volume One. Like out of the four trailers, I would say that the yellow trailer is closest to being a proper trailer for Volume One.
3: Yeah, it's it's more conventional. Yeah, uh, and it like ties into the story a bit more like all of them do again but it, it feels like more traditional trailer here's what you'll kind of get out of the series
1: mm-hmm. um i had one last little tiny fun fact about uh the trailers uh that i wanted to share so the picture that Yang brings up on her phone when she grabs Junior by the balls and demands where the sort of the lady person is. that she's showing him is um that is um actually an image from a uh a different series uh that Monty did It is the poster for um uh like it's it's a poster that was done for uh, Final Fantasy 8. Uh, I believe um, it's uh, a piece of artwork he did, I believe it's called Transient Princess, um, which uh, sort of, she had the same sort of hair that Monty wanted for Raven's design. So he just went, okay, I'm going to take this and plug it in here. And that will be a placeholder. Yeah.
3: It's, it's smart. I knew it was something else, but I couldn't remember where it was from. So I, it's, it's Final Fantasy eight you said? Yeah. Final Fantasy eight. That's nice. Oh, okay. I, I I like I like all the trailers and their music but I feel like Yang gets a little shafted on the music by getting a, a like a bit of a remix for Iburn. She did. Oh, it's it oh, me.
2: Of, she gets a remix of uh Red by Roses at the beginning and then Iburn. Yeah, burn but comes it, yeah. Burn, it's, a, it.
1: it's, song, it's a It's a remix of all three of the previous trailer yeah. songs and then there's a little tiny bit of Iburn at the end. I think it's just like the f- First part of the first stanza and the chorus, yeah. Um, yeah it's like when she Which the just and that's when
2: the song
4: yeah.
1: pops. It's also a shame just her, like,
3: her trailer isn't yellow
1: like is all yellow. the other
3: ones. They're like color coded so strong. And is, like, I, I, I guess red we red know black. this because Ying was like the last addition to the ch- team. Mm. Like she was a uh, she wasn't part of like the like the Ruby Weiss Blake thing. So well, it's, I mean, you uh, can
1: even kind of tell through their designs, like. Weiss, Ruby and Blake all have like the black, white and red, red both in their designs and in the designs of their trailers. Yang like the the colors are there in sort of the background but they're not on her as part of her character design and yeah. none of the other girls have yellow incorporated into them except for Blake with her eyes which is a shame I think. It it is kind it? of feels does feel like Yang was kind of a little bit of an afterthought but I, I would love to hear,
3: like, a, a proper Yang song. The I'm gonna be honest, any time I listen to Red Like Roses part one or, or part two, I just get this deep feeling that I'm like, this is Yang's song, actually. Because, um, like, Ruby yeah. was so young. She was maybe two at the most when Summer was gone. And I just know in my heart that Yang is like, <laughs> Summer is my mom, and these are the feelings she went through yeah. when she was gone. We'll, so anytime we'll, I get sad, I'm just like "Red Like Roses" is actually just Yang's song. <laughs> this just is my real. coping
0: mechanism. We've you know, discussed we'll cross that like bridge when we get your... to to "Red Like Roses" two in the series. We'll uh... we we will eventually discuss Yang getting shafted for almost three volumes. Yeah, it's
3: slow shafted.
0: <laughs> Speaking of shafts, great segue. Um,
3: <laughs> we did, guys...
0: uh... <laughs> Oh did did you guys talk about this already while I was using the loo?
4: Just a uh, little go, bit about the yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. Well we'll we'll make it flow in post. We'll get it in post. So guys, Yang chose violence when she woke up <laughs> this day of all days. Um she wakes up and I, I'm gonna walk through a bit of Yang's daily life here. She gets up, she uses the bathroom, brushes her teeth, whatever. Uh she makes her coffee right. and oh, then yeah, she yeah, after she's she's like blow drying her hair after taking a shower or whatever and she's like or she did it the day prior. I don't women. Um <laughs> she
1: I don't she, know either man.
0: Yeah. Uh she she opens her phone and she's like, oh my to-do list. She checks her Google Calendar and penned in at eight PM or nine. It's a nightclub. Um is get information from Junior. And somehow she goes to this club and completely levels the place i mean absolutely levels the place and it's not a show of force on their count because yang comes in and casts power word testicular torsion on (laughs) on junior for i'm not kidding i recorded it in the trailer she does it for 25 seconds she has her fingers on this guy's nuts and she has the gall to ask him for anything at all. Uh, she (laughs) instigates this problem by the way, and then, uh, proceeds to crush said nuts before she has the answer she's looking for. Um, proceeds to not get the answer she wants and then proceeds to level the entire club of any humanoid interaction. She single-handedly, uh, just about stomps everybody who is living and breathing in this place by the time she's left, which begs the question, uh, Yang, you guys mentioned Yang was added to the team as an afterthought. Is it possible Yang is actually just a villain? Is she just a bad person? Because
3: she kind of comes in
0: really heavy here, folks.
3: It is really sus. It's very sus. She does all that and it's like, let's kiss and make up and then Junior goes for it. Yeah. Which, Which is is a, a
0: bad is a thing, thing for Junior to in do.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
3: I don't
4: want to say that
0: still in the wrong there, but it, Yang is definitely up to something here, folks. It almost <laughs> feels like
2: they just led Barbara into the recording booth and they just let her ad live <laughs> all <of> the time. <laughs>
3: yeah. it's, it's very barbara yeah. It's Yang is just kind of barbara like just for the first three volumes later uh, you yeah. could be like there's a little more to it but like Yang is gets...
2: Barbara's like D&D character
3: the whole reason Yang is into puns is because Barbara's thing was puns
2: yeah basically also this trailer is the only trailer the only time that we have like Yang getting like super upset about her hair
4: right
3: no that we have in some in the, in the volume in like volume 1 that's it yeah, with the Urso when the they're going through initiation,
4: oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right,
3: yeah, but yeah. it's a character uh, like a characterization that's later lost it, it It ties into like the fairy tale thing a little bit, I think though. yeah, so like, like that Goldilocks and Goldilocks,
2: yeah, just, like it's one of the things kind of it's kind of sad to see you go because even the fans still like talk about how uh, yang is like, headcanon to be the only one to take care of her hair. Or at least... Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: Everyone else just wakes up like that.
2: Yeah. Ruby, 100%. Like, she won't go with bedhead. Oh, she did. Oh, I'm
3: committed. Ruby kept her hair short just so she doesn't have to take care of it as much. Just like, yeah, Yeah. that's
2: fine. Yeah. Yeah. And a 100% has split ends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weiss probably takes care of her hair. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Or someone used to take care of her hair.
2: (laughs) Or, yeah. Klein, Klein did that. The reason that she wears it off her ponytail off to the side isn't because, like, she's trying to be rebellious. It's just she doesn't she doesn't realize it's off to the side.
3: <laughs> can we can we talk about the setting of this also? Like, yeah. So everything was like... kind of abstracted or in nature, you know, the train, woods, this weird stadium castle thing. But this one's like takes place in a, a setting like she's on a motorcycle mm. and going yeah. through like a a, a futuristic like Tokyo esque place. Well, not Tokyo, but it's like. Cyberpunkish, almost yeah mm-hmm. she's
0: definitely in a place a part of veil vale we don't see till later in this series but we also aren't led to believe it's very veil like in the first place um just by the yeah. the way veil vale appears in season one and most of season two uh, it's, it's clearly yeah
3: that doesn't really mesh with the other stuff going on but it's really neat as like a view into like wait what is this where what, what's this world tell us more
0: hmm it does sell the idea that Yang is into a different slice of life more so than Ruby um, and her companions at large. It kind of sells the fact that she's more outgoing or at least down to clown with the the different types of of remnant at large, given she's at this... Fami- she's clearly somewhat familiar at this nightclub, or at least uh, has no qualms waking up and thinking she is familiar with it to, to, to waltz in here, so it does well to set the mood, I think. And it's the first time we see Bumblebee, uh, the bike that's affectionately written about in all of her songs.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Levi, you're going to get canceled for that.
0: <laughs> if I can't make a volume one fandom joke here in volume one. Uh, no. <laughs>
3: if you can't make it ten years later.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember that being a bit of discourse early on in the series. Bumblebee, <laughs> Bumblebee is the one that before. took out took down Adam.
2: So it, all the songs is are it. about Bumblebee. It's neat that we Bumble see Bear?
3: Bumblebee before we see Yang. Actually, we do. Oh. It's just like <laughs> a nice little characterization. That so movie's like,
2: probably the most yellow thing in the trailer. <laughs>
3: it it low key is, but I appreciate. It's such it. a lot ass There's is. a lot of Yang's glowing hair, even when she's not using her semblance. Or it it kind of it kind of flip flops like Weiss's scar on like when it's glowing and what it isn't. But it just has this natural glow to it in some shots when it's not on fire that I really like.
4: Yeah, it has like, a, sort
3: of a, like It has like Ooh. this
1: molten quality to it, like this yeah. just this like shifting glow.
3: So bright! Yeah, I but... love all the bloom on the early volume, or I think it's mostly pervasive in the in the trailers. I just love that shit.
4: The fake I like...
1: know that people make fun of like volumes one through three just because of how ridiculous the bloom is and how white it made everything look. But at the same time, man, sometimes it was just really pretty. It just it was so good. Yeah.
2: Also, like her, Yang's hair had, uh, it's like painted to be yellow and fading into white, so it almost gives it that like flame
3: mm-hmm. color, oh, yeah. which okay. is
2: lost later in the series when it just
3: yeah sort of they like they settle for yellow. a more overall warmer yellow yeah. tone yeah instead of like a very yellow yellow her hair was kind of leaning towards more.
2: It really lent in more into the Super Saiyan vibe that she felt to be going into in the
3: yeah, like a little, little style.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, here we. I want to touch briefly on the, the fighting in general and in this trailer, because we see, you know, to his credit, excellent work, and Yang is seen with a lot of very clever footwork in this trailer. Her actual moment-to-moment combat is unlike anything we see, even in recent... Uh, okay, well, to their credit, uh, recent Yang does fight very well, um, but especially during the, the middling seasons uh, from from four onward,
2: Yang's yeah, probably I, the one that they seem to have had the least issue with transitioning her fighting style it's because yeah. it's, it's like just
0: straight hands it's so. fairly it's fairly uh you know straightforward but especially um it's clear to see as you rewatch the yellow trailer just the the ferocity she has in hand-to-hand combat so much so that even when the sisters uh m- uh, it's Milisha, right? Like her no, name it's is Milcha. Milsha. Mil- okay. I'm so yeah. dyslexic with that second eye. I'm sorry. um So Milsha and and Malachite here are still clearly capable fighters. Wait, what?
1: Their témo- last name is Melanie Mal- Mal- ø- and Milisha. Én- Mil-
0: Melanie and Mil- yeah. <him out>. <strumatched> <others> oh, They're both Malachite. Hi, I've watched Ruby before. I probably <laughs> <to death>.
1: um. <sighs> Levi.
3: I,
0: be. they're, they,
2: they're only in, in this, this trailer, trailer. so you, <laughs> no,
3: yeah. they are in volume two. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Like volume two time, uh, and then
2: yeah. I mean, they're never like have... like in this trailer is where they're named, right? Yeah, they're not yeah. named in the tra- in the series. Oh, well, so... they, we
3: see her mom. We see their mom later on in like volume six, but yeah, that's all we see of the the Malachites.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Milsha and Malachite uh, clearly talented. Or <laughs> dang it, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> the sister, club. the other one, <laughs> yeah, and um,
3: the one that was Weiss and the one that was exactly Ruby.
0: <laughs> these talented fighters in their own right. Yank pretty much sweeps them up almost as soon as they've started fighting, uh, which really sells the point that that she is an extremely talented fighter. Um,
3: She's yeah. also the only one fighting people in yeah. um, all of the trailers,
0: right.
4: Yeah,
3: Everybody the else the like
0: who
2: has a license to murder,
0: because 100% <laughs> somebody died. <laughs> if,
3: if
4: he's not
0: dead, Junior is not having children.
3: Like, at look all. at that poor dude that has, like, the bear, like, the DJ with the bear head yeah. on him. The bear the mouse. The
0: dead boy. mouse, yeah.
3: Like, that, he's probably dead. If she, it's, like, she rockets herself towards him. He wasn't even doing anything.
2: <laughs> Bro, he no, no he pulled out a Tommy gun. He was shooting at her. Uh, okay. Oh, he was <laughs> shooting, Yeah. <laughs>
3: But still, wild. Wild execution. On, yeah. on literal execution.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs>
3: like, uh, from we, like it's,
4: we
2: can't even guarantee that any of these people had uh, aura besides yeah. the Malachi twins and maybe Junior. Like, everybody else just took straight shotgun rounds to the chest.
3: <laughs> you just gotta take a little bit of anime, like, bullshit and be like it's fine it's just a gun i'm just saying
0: once they got punched they never sat foot and they never like they didn't get up they just stayed she is yang is acutely aware of when she's using the missile rounds or the missile shot for her shotgun or when she's using rock salt uh to to incapacitate <laughs> them sort of non-lethally
1: I don't know. I think rock salt to the chest would still fucking. Hurt. I, I, I yeah, think I, I think it would
0: still. It would kill a lesser man, and I'm hoping that these <laughs> these thugs are certainly of a higher um, caliber. I don't know. I don't even Junior doesn't believe so. I don't know. Um, we do. Uh, we do see Roman for the first time in this trailer. Yeah, we we did yeah. mention that. Yeah. Great. We'll fix It'll that in post right. too. I promise. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, just leave it. It's fine. Um, uh what I wanted to say the the. There's like a special move Yang does, or I don't know if it's emphasis because we never see it again. It's where the world just turns black and white as she like gets yeah. so mad after Junior accidentally pulls like a bit of her hair out. She just like rockets forward and just fucking kills we... this man.
4: Yeah, we <laughs> see her semblance kind of come to life
0: for the first time there as her. Yeah,
2: that that was just the aesthetic that Monty went for for her semblance. It's, yeah, I, I think it's kind of like. Uh, resembling the look that uh, Adam and Spoon did.
3: I don't know, because it's, it's just black and white. I think it's an effect, because they never do it again. Um, yeah. I... For and like, even Volume 1, you would think there would be some carryover. They, I don't think they ever do the black and white world sketch fade for Yang ever using her semblance again. They keep the red eyes. Yeah. But I would have preferred something more yellow. Again, one of those afterthoughts of, like, you know, Yang should be more yellow,
0: I feel you like they <laughs> they really leaned hard into her hair, kind of carrying the color token there. And, yeah, and to be um, fair,
3: kindly her designs were more like um like a a lighter brown, so it, yeah. it it went a it was like a beige, so it went really nice palette wise with her hair
2: yeah they, they it seems it's something that uh proliferates throughout the entire series where the uh, Eileen's this 2d designs look a lot better than when they're translated into the 3d models.
3: Oh, a little but, correction. It it always Jackie Yard's got it pulses yellow when she starts and then turns into the black and white. Yeah. Effect.
2: Yeah. And her hair like because her hair catches fire earlier in the
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And
2: What's
1: really fight. interesting to me about that particular shot of the world turning black and white is that everything desaturates, even the yellow in her hair. Except for her red eyes.
4: Mm.
0: There's a. Something, something, certainly Raven, a... Something,
3: something. Yeah!
1: <laughs> we'll get yeah. to that. But I thought it was interesting. I think it's
3: really cool. I would have preferred yellow, but we're going to get to that with the, the post credits for, is it volume two? <laughs> yep that's that's gonna be something <laughs> we'll have so much to say a very
0: canonical <laughs> post credits of volume two <laughs> the fever dream that was most yeah. of volume Two.
3: King had a nightmare and we were just privy to it
0: <laughs> yeah we just learned a little bit more about her um is there anything last touches for the yellow trailer before we jump into a couple community questions while we still have some time for it uh There's we can um... talk about
2: the uh the astral bodies just going up at the end of the show. yeah so at the end
0: of the trailer uh ruby comes out and says words very cool uh this is the first time we hear ruby's voice <laughs> oh, um, Lindsay. this is the first time we hear her voice properly and it's such a, it's, a it's, shift it's
1: a, it's a performance <laughs>
4: <laughs> she's a out there of, the performances
0: things, of all time yes and and while in this shot yeah we won't get hung up on the voice acting of this particular discussion uh while she's out there in the shot We see the moon overhead, Ruby, and we see the sun is starting to rise by Yang. And I understand that the idea is to convey this kind of uh, sisterly relationship that they have, where one is like the sun and one is kind of colder like the moon. And I just want to, I am more hung up on the fact that that space doesn't work like that, I think. Mm -hmm. And at large, how can they be on the same plane of the camera? And both of these things are occurring at the same time. Uh, they're well, the moon see- it we-
2: happened moments before a uh, solar eclipse, all
0: right? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to consider maybe that's why it's getting so dark out.
3: If it yeah. held on for like two more, two to eight more minutes, we would have seen the eclipse happen. <laughs> Just, okay.
4: yeah. Just an now, open yeah, it would have been a
2: really shitty eclipse because it only covers about half the sun. The, other parts now, the universe, uh, like, patched. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now this makes me ask have y'all city slickers never seen the moon in the sky at the same time as the sun no no i have no we've yeah not
0: this there. close it's it's yeah. extremely close in this this shot and it's not yeah, a right. wide shot is the problem they they're quite close together
1: ah okay, yes. they're also okay. Mad. Uh, you'll get <laughs> yeah. by for today <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> again and like volume 8, like sun and uh, Neptune. They they do the same kind of thing where it's like the sun and the moon are very close in the same shot. Where it Again, they, they refuse
2: to show us a solar eclipse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's never happening, even though that would be yeah. a cool thing to happen in, in Ruby.
0: Okay, I was just going to say, I remember watching the trailers for the first time and seeing the the yellow trailer, and as I got to the end there, I thought how confusing it must have been for any of you OG series veterans, uh, were you guys kind of caught off guard when you learned that they were sisters, or did you think that they were uh, referring to it on a, or perhaps a more bra level scale, if you get what I'm saying? If she was referring to her as a sister uh, more affectionately than uh, sibling-wise.
4: When I first like
0: heard, heard it, like I thought it wasn't blind that all four of them were sisters. Uh huh. Okay.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like not not like not necessarily just Blake and. No, it's just, it's just Ruby and uh, Yang. I, guess that's, I thought, it like, oh, well, these if these two are sisters and they
0: look nothing alike, then maybe all four of them are sisters. Right. That makes <laughs> sense. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Kind of like a, a sisterhood of the traveling pants, so to speak.
3: I think that <laughs> yeah. Yang and Ruby are sisters. Uh, I didn't think much about it because it was just like, okay, that was a neat trailer didn't think about it. Oh, the series is coming out. Let me watch that. Okay, and it's yeah. confirmed like just in the second episode that they're sisters and I was like, okay, that adds up. That's math.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually had the exact same thought as Joker the first time that I watched the yellow trailer. I was like, sure that all four of them were sisters.
2: Mm, I yeah, I, thought, I thought it made sense. Like,
1: it's anime. Like the hair
3: colors. Like it doesn't need to match up the hair colors and the eye colors. It's sure. just like, yeah. it's colorful bullshit, which is the great part of, of Ruby. It's just so colorful.
0: That could have been a cool a cool concept for the teams moving forward. That they're your your brothers and sisters by term, so to speak, and that they're uh, they're much more your found family that way. Hmm. I think I'm on something with my fan fiction. I'll have to iron it out some, but.
1: <laughs> uh, again, I have bully one him one about
0: else. it on Twitter, so he does it.
1: Please do, yes, go bully <laughs> Levi. This is your <laughs> permission. <laughs> nice fan nice fiction.
0: Uh, say, say what you were Great. thinking, Jackie, before we get too hung up on this <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: was gonna say that the quote for the yellow trailer is my favorite out of the bunch.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, uh, for I the foreshadowing?
1: <laughs> No, yeah, but, not 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 even for the foreshadowing. It's just a really beautiful quote.
3: I am fi- not I the quotes are fine to me. I feel like they're a bit wordy. I feel like word. Monty had a moment. He's like the, I'm a the poet.
2: issue is that they don't stay up long enough for you to read them. so You're like fuck, fuck.
3: Yeah, you have to pause <laughs> if you're gonna read them. It, it it helps that early characterization too of like we wanted a character who seemed like a party girl but was really like a loving motherly older sister. Which, um, like, really just makes sense if you watch the trailer before the series. Because in the series, she's, like, introduced by hugging her baby sister. Right. And it's, it's again, the music, the trailers, they tie into the story in a very uh, yeah. necessary kind of way. I don't know if it's neat, but, um, like, orderly. But it it you, you kind of need to watch them in order, I feel. So Rip Levi, <laughs> you should have watched the yeah, trailer. Yeah, I
0: should have watched the trailers before I watched the series. But my stupid friend was like we're doing it now, but we're going to watch it. So
3: hey, yeah, you took the dunk, which is admirable.
0: Yeah. I, I do wish I would have started with the trailers, but you know, say Levy. So I
2: don't know up. what, like, I don't know what made me say, like, I'm going to look up the trailers for, for watching the series. Cause I don't do that about any other like anime. Like I don't,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, yeah, Oh, I'm going to watch sad. any, then I'm going to watch. I've heard this show. Kaisen's good. What's the trailer. Like, no, I just watched the series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, don't, I don't know why I did that.
3: People were talking about the trailers, because they were, like, cool. Yeah, but remember, and, like, I watched,
2: like, my first time seeing anything was a uh, reaction chat. <laughs> yeah. So, um... you know,
3: it, enough. trailers a trailer is enough to react to being a thing. Because that was before everything became reaction content. Yeah. So it mattered more, or had more impact, at the very least. These, yeah, these aren't true. so much, like, characters, are, are like, trailers, as they are character shorts.
0: Right, they are yeah, definitely not definitely not embodying what we have later, but they are very cool and stylish. So we like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, that's unfortunately all we have really have time for for the trailer discussion. We're going to jump real quick into the uh, just a couple of the questions here. Um, i I do and I don't interns want to talk about this question, so we don't have to linger on it long. Um, mm-hmm. We have a I should have written down the usernames. I will get back to that later. This I will fix in post, probably not, uh, but a, a user asks uh, the question, between the Red trailer and the series, uh, Ruby's emblem was changed from a cross to the icon that we know today. Uh, do you think that the Grimm were originally supposed to be demons? And um, we can we can talk about that, and especially because the early iteration of the Beowulf, especially in that trailer, does kind of imply there are a lot more... Um, feral or uh, demonic looking anyway. They look a lot more uncanny than the Beowulfs we have later. Um, I can talk about the merits of Ruby being a born-again Christian and (laughs) uh, (laughs) Judaism as we know it into Christianity uh, somehow existing in Remnant at large, which would have incredible implications for the the lore of the series, Um, but I won't dive into that too much. Uh, Do you guys think it was a design choice? It was a it can't be simpler right like it cannot be simpler to make the rose emblem
3: uh th- i think what happened is some weird reverse engineering shit because uh, uh original design has a cross and i think it's it fits ruby more because it's, yeah. it's like red riding hood like hunter like a uh, hunter figure monster hunter or vampire hunter vibes you know you yeah get. okay but um i think what happens is you see the 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 rose is the rose symbol is engraved on the on the grave, <laughs> so I think they just took like they just inverted that and they were like, let's use that instead <laughs> to connect <laughs> her with the grave that we last minute decided was her mom.
2: Like uh, when mm-hmm. I first seen the retro right? Like I thought that she was even shooting like silver bullets, so I could Same. like oh I, yeah yeah like, yeah, the yeah. retcher yeah. gave me like a lot of like Helsing type of vibes of like killing like werewolves. Mm-hmm vampires and temperature that's what i thought like based on the first trailer that the series might be
0: about that's really good i hadn't even thought about that kind of being a more prevailing concept that would be you know
3: yeah she's that's her it's like accents like little bits of silver
1: or like metal like white metal on her yeah Mm -hmm.
0: uh jackie did you Uh, have um, anything to add
1: i was just going to say that um an underlying uh sort of reason for it and i and i have no idea the actual reasoning for why her emblem was changed this is just me sort of spitballing but it might also at least on some level have to do with the the tie to a real world religion and just sort of deciding that that wasn't something that they wanted to do um Mm. that like they were going to make remnant in whatever form it was after the red trailer, as they were starting to sort of flesh it out, at least in their minds and, and in notes like that, that just was something that they wanted to stay more away from. Like, I know that at least in vague, the sensibilities of earth are there in the show proper. Like they use the same calendar and all this, Mm
3: -hmm. but
1: uh, like using real world religions and sort of real world Countries, I guess, would would be sort of a little bit of a messy thing to do.
0: I yeah, know, I, I, know, I, like I a think sp- it.
3: House on Crow. <laughs> They don't make an effort to because he shows up in volume three and they don't like expunge that iconography from his character design. And Ruby
2: still has the two crosses on
0: holding up her on her hoodie, uh, yeah.
3: Oh no, yeah. that's fair. They do what?
0: keep the the crucifix there for Crow. Crow is definitely the most prevailing. Uh, hmm. He has a necklace of it for a long time. He didn't um, get
3: a redesign until volume seven. Yeah. yeah. If they were in a rush to clean that off, they weren't. It wasn't so imperative on a character design standpoint. I think it was more of, I think it, it was the tent, the intent I think was supposed to tie it into the grave and her mother. I think
2: maybe it's just that Hmm. sense of grave and, you know, uh, summer were added like last minute. It's a change that was made when they made the, the icon for summer. And they thought, and maybe Monty thought, Ooh, I think that looks cool. Maybe I'll use that as
0: her icon instead. Yeah. Yeah. It it could just be, he he liked it better when the, the first series rolled around and he was like, all right, you're up.
1: Yeah, that's honestly, that's the most likely explanation. Yeah.
0: Even, given how the rest of the show kind of pans out, it's, that is the most likely that he liked how it looked better and uh, changed it <laughs> at the very last moment. Well, all right. I think now it's time for our final call, folks. I, I do feel like we've talked more about the trailers than any four people really should talk <laughs> about them forever, actually. Uh, I don't know that we need to, to revisit this particular topic we can make our bed and we've lied at it now so um thank you for listening to the show uh, we hope our discussion was informative and at helpful. Least entertaining yeah, yeah at least entertaining listening. i want to thank kiwi cosplay for the use of our song this will be the day lo-fi remix by the talented murphy made beats uh, please check out kiwi cosplay's cosplay channel at underscore cosplaying underscore kiwi underscore three zero three on instagram where they've already got a couple great ruby cosplays to show off and please please check out murphy made beats on fiverr if you've got a song from ruby or any other series that you'd want them to to remix and remake for you Uh, i've been your host levi and you can find me at levy login on twitter or tumblr I have been unable to shed uh, my Tumblr skin and it will follow me until the end of my days.
1: I've been Edelweiss, otherwise known as Jackie. You can find me on Twitter at a mellow T that's at, uh, Oh my goodness. Words, please brain. <laughs> it, don't worry. It is like after midnight here in France. I'm tired. It in post. Don't worry about <laughs> it. In the
2: description, you'll find it
1: there. <laughs> uh, uh, at, a underscore mellow tea on twitter and at a dash mellow tea on tumblr just like levi i will never shed the tumblr skin it will follow me to the end of my days you can find most of my artwork there but i do also still occasionally ramble over on the twitter uh hello i've been
3: coffee and thank you for having me on this podcast uh you can also find me on Twitter at mixed underscore coffee M I X E D underscore C O F E E if you or F F E E. Can't spell coffee. Oh, that's great. Um
0: you can no also No one's find gonna find popcorn. our walk-ins. No one's gonna know how to find us.
1: It's true, you can I
4: also... can.
3: <laughs> you can also find me on Tumblr. I'm an artist. We we we're all semi-active, you know. Again, thanks
2: for having me. Uh, uh, yeah, th- thanks for having me too. Um Julio or Modej Joker Online that's M O D D E D J O K E R on all socials. I too have a Tumblr. Uh, I'm never there, dude. Don't don't follow that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has shed the skin properly.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, I would never had one. <laughs> Just pretend it doesn't yeah. exist. Joker's are from it uh, like yeah, also remember to follow the Ever Artist on Twitter, I'm trying to make that one a little more popular.
0: Yeah, that's a, a bit uh, thank of Thank you for sad. having me, Levi.
2: Uh, I know I was your fourth option, but thanks for letting me in.
0: Uh, yeah, I just want to touch real quick before we, we break that um, I wouldn't thank me. We've all suffered here appropriately, I think, and so we've share the same brain rot and i don't know that it's something to celebrate but we've been here and i'm
1: it's, it's a I'm, not something to celebrate but it's something to be proud of yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know about alan either and
1: we'll get more brain rot for the rest of this podcast yeah there's not a
3: lot
0: be- of theories <laughs> to chew on and there's a lot more brain rot to go around folks uh this has been ever after hours and we'll get the lights when you go thanks for stopping by say goodbye real quick and um that will be that we
2: we'll, we'll all say at the same time
0: uh <laughs> yeah uh i'll clap and then we'll all say goodbye <laughs> uh, three, let's go two, one clap bye, bye.